RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. I want to welcome Dave Hicks to Reality Check Radio. Dave is the owner of the Pohara store in Golden Bay, where a protest was held Monday just gone on the removal of car parks to make way for a cycle lane. Where have you heard this before, folks? I think this is about the fourth time we've uh, gone through this, and I'm picking, i got to talk to Dave, but I'm picking that we'll, we'll pick up on some uh, familiar patterns of play here. So, Dave Hicks, welcome to Reality Check Radio. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, no, sweet. Thanks. Okay, so, um, first of all, what, they want you to have a cycleway where you are? It's a tiny little place, really. Tell us about uh, uh, Pohara, and they've doled out some money, and the council and community board, correct me if I'm wrong, but, th- you know, this is what I've, I've uh, heard before, have have gone with it, and uh, it involves removing car parks, as it always does, which, of course, no-brainer impacts on business, and, and that's kind of what you're dealing with. Am I right? Yeah, no, that, that's correct. Um, it's always the same. <laughs> yeah. What what they've done here, um, like nobody in the community knew about it apart from the community board um, until about the middle of March. I caught, well, caught, I found a couple of TDC employees in the car park and said, oh, hey, guys, what's what's happening? Yeah. And um, they started telling me that they're going to put the cycleway right past the door of our shop. Oh. So I said to them, well, we can't do that because people are going to walk out of the shop and get hit by cyclists. And with these e-bikes and how fast they go, that'll be too dangerous. And I said, if you do that, I'll cone it off and call WorkSafe. So they come back with another silly design, which was about pushed it out a metre. And I said, well, it's no different. It's still (laughs) as dangerous as it was before. Right. And then they said, oh, we'll have to give it to an independent engineer, roading engineer. Um. This guy happened happened to be a sustainable transport engineer who trained Uh-oh. in Germany. Yeah, oh dear, from Germany, built. did you say? Oh, yeah, from okay. Germany. Here trained we go. in Germany. Here we go. Um, and who's a full-on cycle advocate. Wherever he goes, he's pushing people to ride bikes. So he wasn't really – he was independent, I suppose, but he certainly wasn't impartial. Uh, because this is another kind of feel we get when we have these uh, chats with people like, like yourself in your situation – is that there's usually a character in there whose cycling is more politically motivated than exercise and well-being motivated. Uh, they're, yeah. they're trying to make some sort of political statement through through cycling. Yeah. Is that right? Is that what you're talking about here? Well, uh, this sort um, of character. I don't. Oh, he he probably is. Uh, I'm not sure how. They, but I, I feel like central government's just eliminating car parks flat out because they don't want you and I driving a car. Okay, so they don't necessarily want people cycling. They just don't want car parks, and that's well, the that's, way that's, to get rid of them. If it was about cycling, if it was just about cycling, we, we would have had a cycle track going down the beach and hooking up. The the two, where they end and start again, is a straight line along the beach, So, which would have been perfect along the beachfront. Um, but, and that's what 98% of the community wanted. D- describe Pohara. What are we... Um, There's no no big metropolis with um, people commuting to work on their bikes, I take it. No, it's it's an ageing population. Um, Most of the people in Pahara are retired. And the cyclists that you see going probably be three or four 
cyclists that commute to work each day, maybe. Right. Um, okay. The existing cycle track that they've got from Pahara to Takaka is not really suitable for use anyway because of the the nature of the construction. It's just overgrown now and full of potholes and it's not. Oh, so <laughs> not there is one. They they did make one, did they? There was there is a tr- this, cycle. This, they, yeah, they put one in four years ago. So not not maintained. Not maintained. No, hardly ever. What was the point of that? It gets maintained when you jump up and down. What's the point of doing it then? Or again, exactly. was it just a, well, a virtue kind of thing? They're spending money that they're being given, but they don't have money in the budget for maintenance. Okay. So they, that... they don't they don't have any maintenance. Or if if you're building something with money that you haven't got already, how are you going to maintain it? Yeah, well, then you would decide not to do it, wouldn't you? Because then it wouldn't kind of make sense. Yeah, that would be the smart thing to do. Or if you were going to do it, at least make it an asset to the community, not a liability. Yeah, well, you've got to at least maintain it. So well, we're, we're losing, I mean, you were talking about earlier about a town losing up to 120 car parks. Our, our, our villages, our collective villages at this end of Golden Bay are about 560 permanent residents. Um, yeah, and we're losing 60 to 70 car parks. I'm uh, curious about the community board because they are there, aren't they? That's the whole purpose for being to be the sort of uh, interface between the very local community and the larger sort of, I guess, regional council or whatever. Yeah, uh, and surely it's their job. Well, first of all, to inform you, you, you said you had no clue until you no idea the workers turned up, you know, yeah. What do you make of that sort of failing? Is that that's a failing, isn't it? Oh, well, I see it. I see it as a huge failing. Our community board have, have really thrown us under the bus. Really, there's a there's a bit of work going on in Takaka as well, which is um, they've just destroyed us Mahana Street by putting a kink in it, which it didn't need, um, taking car parks away and putting a shared path on the other side. Uh, same deal again, really. But I rang or emailed the local councillor, Chris Hill, when this was all going on, expecting to get some support and help. And um, she led me to believe that the community board didn't know about it. So I arranged to go along to a community board meeting to have my five-minute say, um, along with the guy that owns the Pahara Top 10 camp. Well, can I ask you first of all, is five minutes enough? Um, it's not very long, man. It's, it's the length long, of a song. <laughs> but I, I was expecting to get asked questions after my five minutes as well. Right, but no. To clarify what we we're talking about. Um, but I just felt ra- railroaded when I left there. I did my five-minute talk. Yep. The camp owner did his five-minute talk. And then the... Golden Bay Cycleway Cycling and Walking Society chat Chris Bennett, who's been lobbying the council about cycleways and Pahara and everywhere else for God knows how long, puts a PowerPoint presentation up. And this first picture on the PowerPoint presentation was a picture of the Chandeliers with the Eiffel Tower in the background and and the before and after cars. But I don't see where... Paris and Pahara even compare yeah, well, on any comparison. <laughs> In his dreams, right? <laughs> and and after the after he had his say, 
the community board members, the design engineer was there. So the community board members questioned him a little bit. And he was twisting and turning words of mine, basically. And then they were asking. Can, can you give us an example of that then? Questions. Um, or just around around uh, the, the parking that they are going to provide. Um, one of them was a, like a disabled car park. They weren't going to replace the disabled car park that's already there. Okay. Uh, and this guy said, oh, the shop owner was opposed to losing too many car parks. So he's saying that because he's putting a disabled sign in a car park that you're losing a car park. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, there were a few other things that sat long ago now. It's hard to remember. Well, you said that, that um, who was that uh, community board member who, who denied, you said before, that was said – she didn't know what was happening. Oh, the, that was a, um, a, a local councillor. Yeah, Hill. okay. So but, what happened there? Well, it turned out that the community board had signed it off for the council months and months earlier. The council had voted it in at a meeting, full council meeting, which she was at in September 22. March 22, they applied to the government tourism and infrastructure for a grant how much was of, the grant? Do we know? Uh, one hundred and seventy-five thousand. Okay. And they got another one hundred and seventy-five thousand of the free three waters gift money um, before that was taken away. They, oh, they okay, so they're already money. into that, were they? <laughs> yeah, so they got some of that. So there's three hundred and fifty thousand dollars they're spending on this eyesore, um, which is being built at the moment, and that's uh, exactly the same construction as the existing cycleway to Tarkica that doesn't get maintained and is falling apart. Okay, so you you worry that will happen. Okay, so taking away the car parks, um, because in New Plymouth, and I think the, the figure there is over 800 car parks, um, there was uh, real concern. In fact, people had already were wondering about whether they should stay in the location with their business because they knew that the um, taking away those car parks would stop the traffic, basically, yep. the uh, retail traffic. So what do you think it's going to do to you and anyone else that uh, relies on having customers being able to, you know, get to the location, right? Yeah. Well, with the new plan, we'll have, um, I call them four and a half car parks out the front of the shop, parallel parks are going to replace our eight generous parks we've already got. Um, and the reason I do that is six of the, four of them will be six metres. And one of them's only five meters, so my truck won't even fit in it. My Ute. Okay. Yeah. Um, they're also eliminating the car parks where we park our business, our cars outside our business. We won't even be able to. We'll have to go and find a car park before we can go to our business now. Um, which is, it's un, It's really, it's, it's. I'm quite blown away that it's going ahead. To be fair. It, yeah. It just looked like a big joke when I first saw it. Well, how do you explain that? Because if it um, makes business more difficult, it's such a small place, hardly anyone cycles. There's the history of the non-maintenance of the, the previous one. There's the secrecy around it. No one said anything. I can't believe that, by the way, that no one said anything. It was done sort of stealthily as if they knew there would be objections and didn't want to hear it. Oh, hear they, it. Yeah, they knew that no one would like it. Yeah, so they know they're doing something they don't like, yet they're elected to do the things that the people want. So none of this kind of makes sense to me unless I'm missing something. 
No, it doesn't. It makes no sense at all. Um, Who I benefits? Who benefits? The Well, nobody, apart from the guys that are constructing the cycleway. Who are they? Are they a local contractor or um, a you know, corporate Fulton contract? Fulton Hogan have the contract. Fulton Hogan. Yeah. Here we go. They love cycleways. They must have well, one of the richest families in the country. You know why? Um, they must love this. <laughs> how many we, – we're allowed to ask this, and you don't know the answer, but we're allowed to put it out there. I wonder how many of the people in the council ecosystem have close relationships with Fulton Hogan people. Yeah, somebody does. you got to ask, right? Yeah, yeah. Because if none of that makes sense and there's no logical reason to do it, unless you really can make a case – for the health benefits, the transportation efficiencies, or whatever, and and a demand which doesn't seem to be there. You there's saying? there's no they haven't got any statistics to back up anything they're doing. The 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 Golden Bay Cycling and Walkway Society has a website, which on that website you can um, put on incidents on a map of where you've had incidents on biking or walking. Yeah. Um, and in Pahara, there's been two incidents put on there, which I think maybe back from two, uh, 2018, it looks like, when this website started. Yeah. Um, so the two incidents, both reported December, uh, December 21, one on the 28th, one on the 29th, and they both look like they're written by the same person. Okay, so a bit of a jack-up, you think, maybe? Well, I just, I don't know if it was a jack-up. Or, or not, just an unlucky only, day. That's the only evidence I've got of problems. Yeah, coincidental two consecutive days when there'd been nothing for three or four years. Yeah, and right. nothing since. Nothing since. 21. <laughs> you know? and, and they're both are written like, oh, it's a mad season again. I had, I nearly, I had to swerve or pull over on my bike, but when there's lots of traffic around, whether you're on a bike or a car, you have to look ahead at what you're doing. Of course. And, and ride and drive to the conditions. So was it written in a way that you could then use to show that there was a safety element that needed to be improved by making a new cycleway? Is it? Did Not it have in that my kind mind, of... no, no. So they weren't using it to make a point that could be used to support a cycleway. They were using it to support something. Yeah. Um, okay. Right. But it's it's like I say, they both look like they're written by the same person, and there hasn't been that two incidents in um, what to five years yeah and nothing since official you know and and nothing else okay all right so what happens uh, now what are you gonna Um, do well like we i got a petition going early on i got 373 signatures on the petition 250 of those were from direct locals in pahara through to wainui yeah um and I presented that at a council meeting where, again, you only got five minutes to speak. Yeah. yeah, they don't like you having too long. No, they don't. There was nothing There was nothing else going on there this day either. And one of the ratepayers got up and had a say. The camp owner got up and had a say. And then I got up and I read out a letter from the bar owner at Molly B's. Um, I read her letter out first. And then I started on my presentation and got cut off halfway through because I was out of five, my five minutes were up. Yeah, see, that's that's why it's only five, David. Yeah. You, you can't have you holding court for too long. 
none of the council might persuade someone <laughs> yeah well no one would engage eye contact or anything while i was speaking apart from the ceo and the mayor and there were no questions of well, any well, of us afterwards we, that, that's common for people who are curious and are interested remember they put themselves up to be elected right yeah they chose to do that why do you think they'd be so disinterested oh because they thought i was wasting my time so, okay, so they I all... acknowledge that I haven't the, the petition hasn't had an acknowledgement. How could you ignore something like that at, in such a small community? How could you just ignore that? I I, I, I don't know. I, What's wrong with these people? I'm I come from a background where you know you just or the you 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 have your head down, your ass up, you work hard. You put some money in the bank. You provide for your family. Make sure your kids get a good education. And and you didn't. I don't ever felt like I've had to worry about what my councillors, yeah, the the councils and the and the governments are doing. Like they weren't your enemy. Them. They weren't against you. They weren't. No, you, you could sort of just rely on them to do the right things. Um, but so we also did a survey um, a couple of months, it'll be six eight weeks ago, and we had. 540-something hits in, tw in 48 hours. Yeah. And it's scathing of the decisions that the council's making and also the community board. We presented this to Janine Dowding, the CEO of the T Tasman District Council, and she went away to have a think about it and came back with a question-answer sheet that didn't even have her name on it and um, has changed nothing. So what was the question and answer? Was that her getting feedback? That was because a few people were throwing questions at her at the meeting. Right. So she answered those, but like they're still carrying on with the exact same plan. So it really doesn't matter how you feel, the impact it has, how how if you do petitions, if you do anything, they're just not interested. No, no, they. 98% of the people didn't want the cycleway where it was in the survey. 2% said that it was great, but yet it still goes ahead. Okay. Well, you've drawn attention um, to your particular area's problems. You're not the only one um, dealing with this, but perhaps on the smaller scale you, you are. Yeah. Um, so, like I say, will you just have to accept this? You're going to take it? Or... Well, uh, can you stop? Can you stop them it. modifying the car parks and just rope uh, them up and say you're not coming anywhere near it? Sorry, they're, they're, they're building this thing either side of my car park as we speak. Okay, <laughs> right. So, uh, one morning I'm going to go to work and our car park will have a new paint job. Right, they love and doing the paint, don't they? They really the, love the road markings. The, but the then you, you can charge thing. more for that. You see, you can charge more for that. <laughs> The, the ironic thing is, like, uh, I think it was around two months ago, this is, like, after they'd decided what they were doing and what plan they were working to, Fulton Hogan turned up in our car park at 2 o'clock in the morning and repainted all the existing lines in front of our shop and around the camp entrance, and they didn't repaint anything else, and that's all the stuff they're going to change. Why 2 in the morning? Um, I'll Probably overspray issues with cars and things. Would sort of make sense. Did but, they ring you up first and say, "Hey, Dave"? No, no, no one told us what was going on. But no why courtesy, would you, no courtesy at all. Yeah, why would you pay somebody to to repaint something that's going to get painted out two months later? 
because you clip tickets, mate. You got to understand how this game works, surely. Uh, well, it's it's exactly what it looks like. Fulton Hogan just got another. Well, how could there be another explanation? How could yeah. there be another explanation? And who gets the downstream? Who's downrange from that money? You know, who scratches whose back? Yeah. Because if you can't logically answer these questions, and this is the reoccurring theme, you have to start going into those territories. Otherwise, most of the people are completely dysfunctional and shouldn't be there, actually. Yeah. Right? Like, well, it is, yeah. They're, they're feathering someone's nest. Yeah. Uh, it certainly ain't the ratepayers. No. <laughs> no. We, we don't seem to matter anymore. No. Um, I don't know. In my mind, the only thing that we can can fix this is a rates boycott, really. Well, why not? Get some people to fall on their swords. Well, we, we've been been talking about it. I don't imagine it'd be the easiest thing to organise, get everyone on board. It's not something you could take lightly. We just need to, you'd need to have a lot of people on board with it. Uh, otherwise, they're just going to hit you with the, the legal side, side of it, aren't they? Well, with the support you had in your petition... And what the locals are thinking, that 90, 98% uh, figure that you mentioned, surely there's people would be as ready as they ever would be to, to do that, would they? Or are they too well, timid and too scared? We've got another meeting coming up on the 12th. Um, we we're trying to get a, a lot of people together again, and, they, and it will be talked about there. Yeah, the problem is that they've probably signed up all the contracts, they've banked all the money, well, ours is done. Like, it's done and dusted. Yeah. They, Fulton Hogan have got the money, probably. Yeah. Yeah, um, and now it's just uh, what next little town's going to get hit with this because you've got yeah, to well, my, do this, them all. I went to a meeting over in um, the Upper Mootry and a group from Mochuaka had called this meeting and gotten people from all over the Tasman to attend. And that was packed, eh? That was absolutely packed. It was a bit of an eye-opener for me, too hearing what these people had been going through as well. Yeah, like I say, it's it's definitely to us, it, it seems to be a common theme. And, yeah, it's, and it's, it's it's the same sort of pattern, though tweaked for the size, you know, of the of the area and the and the individuality of the area. Um, there, it does seem to be a disconnect between local government, as we used to know it, and the citizen ratepayers. Well, there's, there's no connection. Yeah, it's complete. It's gone. It's gone. It's severed. Like they just don't care. So and, you could and, argue that it's not a fit for purpose system anymore, as it's being operated. No, it's not. It's they were they they were elected to um, spend our money for the best interests of the ratepayers, and and it's not happening. And even if they're getting free money, it's still our money. We're taxpayers. That government money. I mean, the, the the government's got to be borrowing that money they're giving away at the moment because they've got none. Yeah. So I don't understand when you're in an, in an economic recession, if, if I had lost my job, I wouldn't go and build a new house. But it seems like that's the way they're thinking. We've got no money, but let's just keep spending money on this shiny shit we don't need. What was, what was George Orwell's um, line? Some, some animals... Um, are more. Oh, what is it? Um, I had it right at the top of my. Oh, yeah. Some animals are more equal than others. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that might be it. Okay, That's probably there, a great way of putting it. Is there anything more that we need to hear about this so our listeners know what's going on at Pohara? 
Um, Have we covered it? Well, I don't know. What, what I'm worried about is the impact after Christmas. Because um, we get, like, there's a 1,000 to 1,200 people in the camp, and there's probably another 4,000-plus people staying in holiday homes around the area, the, the very close vicinity. They're going to come here, and they're not going to be able to park it. They're not going to be able to park at the bar. They're not going to be able to park at the shop. The locals aren't going to be able to come down and get a park and walk on the beach. Oh dear! Um, and when you've got an elderly, elderly, uh, an aging population, a lot of those people, they can't walk back up the hill to their houses. Yeah. So they drive down to the beach and go for their walks on the beach, and and we're they're taking that away from them. It's just wrong. Yeah, that's quality of life stuff. Yep. Yep. It's meant it'll it'll have a lot of a big effect on people's well being, eh? Yeah. Huge effect. Okay, well, Dave Hicks, owner of the Pohara store, Golden Bay, thanks for coming on our radio station, RCR, and telling us about the situation. Oh, that's great. Thanks for having me on. RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio.